Welcome to the Music Plays the Band podcast. We're going to be sitting down with musicians, artists, band members, friends and family to talk about what drives them to create great music. Asking more than just the typical questions, who's inspired you or what music do you like, we're going to ask the why behind what motivates them to create great music. Well, uh, I'm here with Jim Avitt, and uh, we're going to sit down. Big Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to sit down and chat with him a little bit, find out where uh, he comes from musically, and how his music developed, and uh, his first uh, memories and impressions of music. So, Jim, thanks for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Um, so, if we can, let's uh, go back kind of as far as you can remember, and uh, Think about what's your very first earliest memory of of music. Oh, I think my first memory would be uh, sitting in my mom's lap listening to her sing. Uh, maybe listening to the radio. Uh, we didn't get a TV until I was like uh, 10 years old. Um, my mother was a concert pianist. That's just where I and my children get their, get their talent. She was a a genteel lady, uh, a very gifted lady in that uh, um, I could be practicing violin um, three rooms away and she'd be fixing supper. And she'd hit me, I would hit a sour note and she'd say, that's an A sharp you're looking for. And I'm going, how in the world can you do that? Um, She is, uh, she was a very genteel person. She never had anything bad to say about anything. If something bad needed to be said about somebody, uh, she just wouldn't say anything. So there was always music in my house, always. Uh, a lead guitarist told me one time, he said, you know, your house, my house, there's music every day. And I said, you mean there are places that there's not music every day? And he said, oh yeah. What a world they're missing. What a world they're missing. Uh, if you are too busy making a living or you're too busy doing other things to enjoy music, uh, you've missed uh, a big part of the boat. But uh, my earliest memories were, uh, were that. She played a violin, uh, she played a guitar, she played uh, a piano, she taught piano. My daddy was a Methodist preacher. And so this was back when Methodists sang and they sang loud and with gusto and with conviction. Those days have pretty well come and gone. Uh, but uh, I remember singing uh, harmony with Dad. I've written a song that, that uh, is about singing harmony with my mother and father. Um, some of my earliest memories of that. Okay. And was your mom? Uh, did she have a career as a musician, or was it just to support your dad? As she a, she a was a concert pianist until she met until she met my dad, and okay. uh, then she became the church organist. Right. Which is an unpaid position, I might add, for the rest of her life. Every church we went to, and the, when you go to church and you know somebody can play, you end up playing. So that's exactly what she did. Uh, but uh, uh, she had a career as being a preacher's wife and being a okay. mama to three children. Yeah. Okay. And are any of your siblings involved in music uh, other than just for their own enjoyment? Oh. Uh, no, my uh, my sister uh, died five years ago from cancer. She uh, was strong in the uh, church and church choir and church music in California. My uh, brother is still alive. He's six years older than I am. He has always uh, 
been in a string band one way or another. He plays a honky tonk piano, and uh, this is the way we uh, we get some pleasure. He is also a um, an author. He has uh, several several books published. Go to Wally Avid. Wally Avid. Wally Avid. Okay. And uh, read. I think the the first one he put out. I read it. And I go, That's a good Murder on Caney Fork. Murder on Caney Fork. Uh, you can get it uh, on Nook or whatever, yeah. or you can get a hard copy of it. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's, he's still involved uh, very much so in music. All right. And with your siblings and your parents, did you guys grow up in North Carolina? My uh, dad was from uh, Stanley County. Uh, I, I guess the Methodist pastors, the preachers, they get moved around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, we, uh, years. We, moved, uh, we moved three times in my, in my uh, growing up. Uh, we lived six years in one in uh, the Mount Pleasant area, which is Concord, which is where I close to where I live now. Um, uh, then we went to Reeds, uh, which is in Davidson County, for five years, and then eight years in uh, Caldwell County, which is down at uh, around Lenore. Okay. Uh, while we were down in Lenore, I, when I turned 13, I got a guitar. <laughs> It's all been downhill since then. I took three years of piano and four years of violin before I ever picked up a guitar. Uh, when I was 13, I picked up a guitar, and uh, we knew that Doc Watson was making noise. And uh, I didn't didn't know Doc, but I heard his picking, and what I got from Doc was an appreciation for hearing each string, and I like. Personally, I like to hear each individual string. Okay. I don't like beating up my guitar. Um, I don't like to hear people beat up a guitar. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can get a pick tighten up. Last night I went home and I knocked at my door. I called my love as I oft had before. I knocked and I knocked, but no answer there came. No kisses to greet me, no voice called my name. And I could not believe it was true, Lord, Lord, no, I could not believe it was true. My eyes filled with tears and I must face in years, and I could not believe it was true. I like individual strings. I don't always get them, but I like them. I like them. <laughs> yeah, find them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so I mean, that was like the flat picking method, you know, and then finger picking, like you're doing there, is sort of all about the individual. There, notes. this is an art that's going away because yeah. fewer and fewer people uh, pick a guitar. Mm -hmm. Younger people uh, tend to want to dress uh, guitar sounds with uh, electricity. Right. Uh, Reverb, echo, whatever, treble, bass. Uh, my my feelings are the most talented person in the world can sit down with an acoustic guitar and just pull your heartstrings. Right, Doc could do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there there's a there's a hundred people here right. at Merlefest that can. Uh, I told somebody a couple of years ago, one of the agents. 
I said, you know, there's no doubt I am the worst guitar player here. He said, well, there's something to be said for that because they ain't no bad ones. <laughs> and I guess, you know, you can yeah. be grateful for, you know, where you are. But anyway. Yeah, sure. Um, so you started out on the violin and the piano and then picked up a guitar at 13. And uh, how'd you get the guitar? My daddy went to a pawn shop and uh, bought a $5 guitar. Oh, yeah. This thing had big cracks in it. Uh, Do you remember I, what it, brand it was? It was uh, it was the kind. It was I think it was a Stella, and I right. think it was sold at uh, Montgomery Ward. Mm -hmm. At that time, you made about a dollar an hour, so that's five hours of work yeah. that Daddy gave me. My Daddy loved me a lot to to spend five hours of his work on something that might pan out, might not pan out. But uh, I was growing up at times when uh, my brother. Was I was sitting in the living room with his guitar? Didn't have any, not a clue, not a clue of what to do with it. My brother, I was 13, he was 19. He went to Carolina. He was my hero. I thought he knew everything. Some years later, I realized 13 year olds and 19 year olds don't know a damn thing. But anyway, he walked through the uh, living room. He said, "Boy, you want me to show you how to play that?" And I said, "Oh God, yes." So he showed me a C and a four finger down. And a G seventh, the C and the the F and the G would have been right. I play sevenths even today when I shouldn't, because this is the way I learned. Well, I learned these these chords, and I didn't know if there were any other chords or not for six months. Those, I played everything with those three chords, and in in the mid '60s, this was not a you know big deal. I mean, right. uh, you could play everything with three chords. Until I ran into uh, uh, this song. Dream, 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 dream. And something was missing, and I didn't know what it was. But I knew between the C and the self, I needed something. And I got to playing around with it, and I found, ooh, hey, hey, this is an A minor. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell it was, but that's what goes there. And the song goes, dream. Dream, 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 whatever I want you, in my arms and I want you, and all your charms, whatever I want you, all I have to do. And all of a sudden, with the three chords, I had been impressing pretty ugly people. But now, I was, I was, getting, on, I was getting on somebody's shoulders because a lot fancier people. I could, and there were a lot of songs like that. Uh,
What a difference you made in my life. What a difference you made in my heart. Next. Did anybody ever introduce the capo to you when you were just working with three chords? I dislike capos. Okay. Uh, there, there's a reason for them, and uh, and it's a valid reason. But I don't use capos. Right. I uh, I use bar chords mostly. Okay. The capos that I use, and I don't, I didn't bring one with me because I didn't know we were going to get to this. No, that's okay. Uh, a capo. I like short boys. I like three string covers. Okay. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to make some chords that if you didn't have this uh, shove uh, or uh, Kaiser makes one, uh, they cover three strings and when they cover three strings you can make chords that it would take nine inch fingers to make wow. otherwise. Yeah. So uh, I use them in some of my stuff. Okay. I have a, uh, a new CD that came out about ten days ago and I think two of those songs on there uses a, okay. a, a short one. What's the name of that CD? Take it from me. Okay. And somebody from up north said, "What do you What do you mean? What's that's a take what from you?" <laughs> I wrote back. Down south, we say take it from me, and when you say uh, you can count on it, yeah, I'm telling you the yeah. truth. That's what I meant. Just believe me. I uh, recorded eleven songs that I wanted to live past my death, mm -hmm. and I was going to give them to the kids. So I did, and so they listened to it. And they said, "You really ought to make this available to the public." And so I did, and that's what this part of the conversation. Okay. Well, let's go back to your youth when when you got the guitar and started that's playing. That's a long time. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> You've done well so I far. I turned 72 years old about a month ago. Well, congratulations. Well, I've got to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you got the guitar and you started playing. Did you know that you wanted to do music as a career, or? Um... I never, never wanted to do music as a career. Okay. I've got an awful lot of interest. I, a lot of interest. Scott, I think, said in an interview, he said, uh, Dad gave up a career in music so we could have one. Right. That's not really true, because if I'd have gone to Nashville, it would have been in the mid-60s, and there were some really good guys getting yeah. there. T. Hall. Merle Haggard, George Jones, Willie, uh, a passel of them. And uh, I, that's not my dream, it never was. People come to see me these days, less so these days than first. When they first started coming to see me, they wanted to know what the Gaby Brothers' daddy's like. Right. That doesn't bother me, I'll show them. Yeah. They might not be happy when they see it, but uh, I'll show them. And, uh, there's a there's a place for that. There's a place for it. Okay. So you uh, weren't doing music necessarily as a career when well, oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm like uh, me and me and other North Carolinians who play on the front porch. Yeah. I'd be happy as I can be to when the boys were making up their minds to what they wanted to do. I told them I don't care what you do. I want you to be the best that you can be at whatever yeah. you're doing. What did you think when they had their like punk kind of garage band to begin? Every kid goes through that. Yeah. <laughs> Every kid goes through that. This, this is the way children make a living, right? You know, being weird. Yeah. You oh, know, we know. We got what, kids. Well, yeah. if you if your child is wearing, if he's doing something, if you say, "I think that's cool," I'm going to do that too. If he's got a shirt, you know, looks stupid, say, 
Go buy one. Don't say anything. Go buy one and put it on. He'll never wear that shirt again. These things, this is That's true. I won't, I don't generally say this. I have a master's degree in psychology. I didn't go to school to get a job. I can get a damn job. I can get a job right now. I know what they want. They want somebody to show up every day on time yeah. and try and be sober. It's not asking a lot, but that's, uh, I went to college to find out why people do things. Okay. And I found out some of it. I don't, didn't figure out all of it, but I figured out some of it. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as kids go, I get asked a lot, can you give me some advice to help raise our children? The best advice I can give you on a short term is don't dig a ditch too big for them to get across or you get back across because there ain't nothing they can do to take your love away from them. Yeah. It'll all pass away. Long hair, tattoos, body jewelry, all that is a passing thing and it certainly isn't worth uh, letting get in between you and them. Too many parents think, you know, since they missed some stuff, they're going to make it up with their kids. You know, I see parents driving their kids to be good at basketball or football because they weren't. I told my kids, I don't care if you play one game. You can play all the games, no games, some games. It really don't make any difference. You'll pass out of that. Yeah. And with luck, you'll be alive afterward. <laughs> well, um, when you're recording music or writing music, well, basically, like, what about music really grabs you? Whether you're writing it or just covering somebody's I song. do. Uh, I uh, come from a long line of storytellers. Okay. My, uh, my dad, my uncles. Uh, I like ballads because of that. Okay. I, had, uh, I have some relatives that uh, I'm standing on their shoulders. Yeah. Uh, these guys could, could spin a yarn and uh, keep a little boy uh, just attentive as I can be yeah. because I was loving what they were telling me. Uh, and now uh, writing songs is uh, a story in tune, that's all. Um, I had an interview this morning and uh, they wanted to know a North Carolina song and I, I've written a couple murder songs and murder songs are easy to write all you have to do is have somebody tell you what happened. Right. Make their words rhyme and add a minor chord. <laughs> you got it. Sounds sinister. <laughs> and if you get plugged up and you, you're not, you don't have enough, go get somebody else to tell you from a different perspective what happened here. Uh, nothing to it. Nothing to it. <laughs> I guess if you ask a brain surgeon, you know, how do you do that? It's just nothing to it. I guess if you do it a lot, there ain't nothing to it. Right, but everybody else. There's a, yeah, there's a uh, singer-songwriters think in a different way. Uh, they're brutally honest. Mm -hmm. The best songs are honest songs. And when the boys were writing, uh, when they write, uh, early on, we knew, Susie and I knew what they were going through. And it brought tears to Susie's eyes. Yeah because we knew that they had been hurt. Right. We knew that there wasn't anything that I could do about it, yeah. except stand there with him. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, um, 
what uh, I don't know if I'm answering any of your questions oh, or not, but yeah, <laughs> it's great. I mean, the point is just to find out about Jim Abbott, you know, <laughs> learn learn about you and your music. So that's good. So, uh, well, what did you guys do, like you and your wife do, with your kids to like kind of direct them towards music? I mean, we just having direct them. Around we did them, not or? direct them toward music. No. We tried to give them as many life chances okay. as we could. Yeah. We tried to take them different places. Mm-hmm. I choose to live where I live. I got enough gas in first gear to go wherever I want to go. Right. I'm not a wealthy man, but I got enough gas in first gear. If I don't like where I'm living, I can go. Right. I choose to live there because I've seen other places. Yeah. And I also know that every place has negativity to it. If you want yeah. to find something wrong, I can find any any place. I can find something wrong with it. I choose to live where I do. I think they choose to live, and they live fairly close to us. Right. Um, we did not push them to be anything except good at whatever you do. You have the talent. You have the brains. You have the, the physical attributes yeah. to be good at a lot of things if you will just pay attention and be that way. And. Uh, we didn't. We didn't have any problem with uh, talking to them when they when they told me that uh, they finally got around and said I think we want to try music. I knew it was a long shot. I knew it was a long shot. I get people, singer songwriters, young people, ask me what does it take. It's hard work. It's hard work. It's not luck. It's hard work. Right. Yeah. Most people don't want. To. They'd rather watch TV and smoke marijuana. They're out. <laughs> if you aren't the best, the absolute best right. you can be, I mean the best you can be in whatever you want to do. You may reach the top and you may not. Mm-hmm. I, I can be the best guitar player that I can be yeah. and I'd still not be real good. I'm at, I'm at ease with that. I accept that because I raised some damn good tomatoes <laughs> and I excel in some other things. I can draw, yeah. uh, I can sing, um, I can drive, I can uh, I can do a lot of things. I have a lot of interest. You're like, not just a musician. That's exactly right. I'm not hardly a musician. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, uh, some of my questions that I have are more towards, you know, uh, you like asked. on the road musicians, that kind of thing, but that's not really... Uh, I do. I've got uh, 40 shows between now and the 1st of December. Okay. They'll stretch out as far as Portland, Oregon, okay. San Francisco, yeah. uh, Las Vegas, uh, Provo, Utah. I played for the Mormons last year for the first time. And I asked Susie, uh, going out there, Susie, parents were from Utah, and she was uh, uh, not a practicing Mormon, but she was a Mormon. And when we were riding the, the, the night before, we we got in the car and drove to a thing from, uh, I believe from Cheyenne. Anyway, I asked her, I said, do these people believe in God? She said, oh yeah. I said, well, how about Jesus? Oh yeah. I said, do they dance? She said, oh yeah, crazy dancers. I said, do they drink? She said, oh God, no. no not even coffee, you know. They, they won't ever drink alcohol. I said, well, hell, they're Baptists. You know, they're just like Baptists is what they are. Except uh, Baptists will hurt some coffee. I mean, yeah. No, they don't drink coffee. Uh, they don't drink alcohol. That's part of part of their belief, and that's fine. I have no, I have no issue with that. Uh, you can do whatever you want to do, but uh, uh, we have some strange thoughts about some, some people. 
uh, in the last year. I think I've played probably in 30 different states. Yeah. Uh, I played the, the Mormons, the Baptists, the, the heathens, the um, young people, old people, uh, black, white, Mexicans, Yankees, uh, the whole sphere. What I, the, what I had found is that there is an awful lot of divisiveness, a lot of dichotomy. Uh, I don't understand. But anyway. <laughs> well, one more question for you. Um, and in Stanley County, my daddy, his daddy, his daddy, his daddy, and his daddy are all buried in Stanley County. Okay. Stanley County yeah. too, but anyway. What area is Stanley County in? Uh, it's Albemarle. Um, okay. It's yeah. uh, it's east of uh, Cabarrus. Okay. Well, so at Merle Fest, you how long have you led the gospel <laughs> Sunday morning gospel? Uh, um, I played here. Uh, I think this is my sixth year, maybe my seventh. Uh, I played uh, each of those years. I played uh, at church time. At, from 11 to 12. Yeah. Uh, midday Sunday, uh, a couple of those years I played some secular uh, programs too. Uh, gospel is not by any means all I do. Right. But are you coming to the show tomorrow? Are you coming to the thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, actually, my dad's going to be here and so I look forward to bringing it Okay. The good thing about getting to be an old guy is you've got an awful lot of experiences and a lot of lies you can tell. Right. So over the years, my shows have turned into a lot of lies. <laughs> I don't just play gospel. You will find tomorrow I'll make comments. I'll make some philosophical comments about gospel music and about religion. And I'm a pretty simple person. Uh, I like simplicity. I don't like it to get complicated, uh, especially on things that not only I don't understand, nobody else does either. And right. I hate for somebody to come to me and tell me that this is the way it is. How the hell does he know? Right. Leave me alone. You know, I make the comment sometime, I think God gives everybody at birth, your children involved, a canoe. And it's our job to float down the river of life. Yeah. And I see people with their canoes turned backwards. I see them turned over. I see them going up the proverbial creek, and yet some of them want to come and tell me how to row my canoe. You just leave me alone. I'm having enough trouble with my own canoe. I don't need you complicating stuff. I'm not going to complicate you. I'm not going to come to you and tell you all about what I think unless you ask it. If you ask, I'll tell you what I think. And that's no uh, magic. That's no magic bullet. That's uh, just what I think. And yeah. <laughs> I, I make as many mistakes as anybody else. Yeah. Well, uh, just to wrap this up, just give us a funny kind of light memory from, you know, playing, if you're playing 40 shows, traveling around, that kind of thing. Something that happened well, something within, that within the last uh, little while. I was uh, playing in Kansas City last year, uh, six months ago, and uh, uh, we waited for the show. It was a house show, and there were, I don't know, 40, probably 40 people there. And I was talking to this guy, the guy that was hosting the thing. His daddy was there, about my age. And we were talking, and he said, uh, he said he had been a CPA, and he had a kind of a one chair operation, sort of like Floyd, yeah. uh, Andy Griffith, one, right. one chair shop. 
he said he had about 100, 125 clients. He said, uh, we made a pretty good living and uh, we planned out our, uh, our retirement. He said I was closing in and uh, he said I had a client, a woman who was uh, a widow and they didn't have any kids. She had a lot of money and they were trying to figure out what she was going to do with her money. She didn't have anybody to give it to. They didn't, neither of them thought it was a good idea just to write a check to some uh, agency. So she gave him $2 million. Wow. <laughs> she had it right. Yeah. I think that if you have more of anything that you need, you need to give it to somebody that doesn't have enough. I don't care if that's a car or clothes or food or money, land. Yeah. It makes no difference to me. I think that that was unusual. Most people would say, well, how about me? How about me? You and I are extremely, you and I are extremely lucky. Right. We have enough to take care of ourselves. We have enough to sit here. And we're not, we're not uh, uh, without, with anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't need any more of anything. Yeah. I have plenty. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh, yeah. It's great to get to I know you and to hear the stories. And hey, thank you for listening. I'm super excited to share these interviews with you, and I'd really appreciate you subscribing and leaving me a review, five stars preferably, but I'll take any feedback you've got. And uh, stay tuned, we've got lots more exciting interviews coming your way. Keep on dancing, keep on dancing, keep on dancing.